0: of those things, if we would look back at all the excuses we have given, and we, we want to sometimes blame the devil, and we want to blame God, and, and the reality is, is all you have to do is blame the thing you look at in the morning, is the mirror, because the problem is, is how many excuses have we given and not fulfilled what we need to do? But we give too many. If we can take on this year and say no matter what, I don't know about you, but I almost was given an excuse this week. And in that, I caught myself. Anybody else have those moments where you catch yourself like, oh, oh, no more excuses. Oh, no more excuses. And I caught myself on it. And, and I think that's what the word of God does. As you start to develop a habit of doing the right thing, it's, you catch yourself. It's in anything. If you struggle with cussing, you know, I've always cussed. Well, that's your excuse because you can stop anything. It's your choice to throw your mouth around. Ain't nobody in your mouth making it do what it's doing and throwing four ignorant letters together. You see what I'm saying? It is a choice. And what do we do? We adapt to create a new habit and we catch ourselves. And that's how that all works but the same is in anything else like excuses we catch ourselves instead of giving excuses we're going to move forward and and just be absolute in what we say in our life 2022 whatever the unknown is however the the news looks whatever is in front of us i'm telling you we will do great things if we do not start with excuses we will do great things If we let the excuses die and let the passion and let the purpose of God in our individual lives come up without excuse, 2020, we got to be without excuse. So I want to get into this a little bit. If you missed it last week, go to our podcast, anywhere you listen to music, go to YouTube, Facebook live, all that kind of thing. I'm going to read the scripture real quick. It's in Acts, Acts chapter three and um, a little bit different today might be a twofold thing, so I'm still stirred up on it and uh, excited what God's going to do. It is challenging when you go to speak and you got so much in your head and you got to decide, how are we going to deliver this message in this moment for this time? And I pray that this message challenges you, strengthens you, stretches you, all the above. I cannot say it might not offend you. I hope it does. Because if it doesn't at times, then the word of God's not the word of God. Because, man, I read that word, and I feel offended sometimes. And guess what I have to do? Check my flesh. Because if I'm feeling it in that way, and it's like, no, you're right, God. Ha, <sighs> And we have to that's what the word of God does. This isn't a little tickle-me sermon all the time, and everything's just rainbows and Skittles and everything else. You see what I'm saying? There, we got to give the full word of God. Not partial truth, not half truth, not one-sidedness, not just all heaven, but there is a hell. You mean people don't talk about hell? Is that crazy? Like there's a heaven and a hell, there's angels and there's demons nobody wants to talk about whoa you're talking crazy now I gotta leave this church and and that's fine if you have to leave just know that you need to probably leave your Bible then or you don't read the Bible I don't know because the Bible says it so if it's just about you you need to check the Bible first don't make decisions based on your emotions get in the word first anyway now Peter and John went together to the temple at the hour of prayer the ninth hour which was considered i think like three o'clock p.m which is amazing because some people at three o'clock p.m are probably napping today just done with lunch today they were intentional on going to prayer at three o'clock p.m the ninth hour and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate, at the temple, which was called beautiful, asking for alms or gold or silver from those entering the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go in the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on them with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Now, when you deal with somebody that's sitting or standing on a corner, you know for a fact If they could, they would be right at the window. And at times, we're so quick to, for some reason, we got to change a knob at that time. We think a knob needs turned when somebody's at the window. (laughs) Self-call works. I don't know if anybody else sees that or have, have done that. I've done that. I've seen it. Listen, I'm not the first to say I'm the holiest one out here. Um, I'm not, um, I have given, I have done things. It's not, it's, I'll say this on the side and I'll probably say it again next week, but it's not your job to determine how they spend their money. (laughs) What if they do go buy beer? It's not about the beer. It's about God using you to be obedient to give. You know what I mean? Because people have those thoughts. And I get it. But the point is, it's not about what you think they should do with your money. It's about your obedience and you let go of it. That's, that's the thing with giving and, and the stuff we do. It's, yeah. Okay. Let me get onto this because I could preach about that all day long. Help me, Jesus. Um, so... We, we see this whole thing unfold. We see them. They're walking. It talks about they're walking. They see a man. He's been from birth. So here's what happens. There's a guy who me, who's making, I guess you would say, his best, doing his best in the worst situation ever. He has been lame from his mother's womb. It's all he's ever known. It's all he's ever seen. It's one thing, church, to have walked once or twice. It's one thing to have walked. At least you would remember what it was like to walk. This man never walked. From his mother's womb, he has been lame. Never taking a step towards anything. A step back from anything. Not having... The experience and the feeling and the sensation of his feet and walking and running and none of the above. But when all you have ever seen is lameness, then you often don't develop and appreciate wholeness. Let me say that again. When all you ever seen is lameness, you often don't develop and appreciate wholeness, man. If all you've ever seen is poverty, if all you've ever seen is domestic violence, man, then you won't know what it's like to be whole. If all you've ever seen is all those negative things. L- let me tell you, you like the idea of a, of a happy marriage. You might see it on TV or friends that are, that are maybe happily married. But yet you pick up somebody who's mean because the nice guy is boring. And the nice guy who fell in love I'm just not attracted to him anymore. Or I'm just not attracted to her anymore. See, it's not that you're not attracted to them anymore. It's that you're attracted to what you're exposed to. It's going to be like that today. You're attracted to what you're exposed to. And even though you say you don't want it, You end up wanting what your normal is. How do I keep getting tied up in the wrong relationship? How do I get tied up in these wrong men and the wrong women? How do I keep getting tied up with this wrong? You fill in the blank. And the reason why you keep getting tied up with the wrong man or the wrong woman because that's the only one you let talk to you. Anybody who treats you nice, you don't like them. Because you don't agree with them. Because anytime someone likes you more than you like yourself, they are turned off by you. And we see this over and over. They start to develop a good relation. They like you more than you probably like yourself. And then you're turned off because you don't know how to handle that. Somebody might just love you for you. Oh, I need a bad boy because I've had a bad dad or I need a bad because I've had this bad situation. So I got to stay in this area because that's all I know because I survived like that. That's exhausting, Church. That's not necessary. There's way more to life. Nobody's excusing what you've gone through. But you might have let go of some good people because you're stuck with you at the end of what you call love. Man, turned off. He was lame from his mother's womb. anytime you have been lame, all of your life, all of your life been broken, all of your life quiet, all of your life intimidated, all of your life insecure, all of your life angry, all of your life surrounded by anger, all of your life, you help, it it has helped you develop. That's your new norm. All my life I've dealt with this, so now that's the new norm for me. That's all I know. That's who I am. All my life I have developed this. The new norm. All around the nasty situation. That's just who I am now. Am I talking to anybody in this place? Because I'm telling you right now, this stuff is what we deal with. This is what's happened here, here, and here, and here, and here, and this is my new norm because I don't know how else to live. But we serve a God who can change all that real quick, real quick. He's that God of a turnaround. But you've got to accept it. You've got to accept it. around this nasty situation I guess the question is has your nasty become normal has your nasty become normal he was lame all his life in a nasty situation it's become normal that's what he does and here's what he's done he has built One big word, routine. He has built a routine around his disability. We all have those. See, routine is what you build around what you think you can't change. Routine is what you build around what you think you can't change. The Bible says that daily they laid him at a gate called beautiful. Daily, every day, a lame man in a situation laying in the the same spot at a gate called beautiful. When we woke up in the morning, when he woke up in the morning, he didn't even expect to walk. He was waiting on somebody else. Come get me. Come pick me up. Come dress me. Come carry me to the spot. And they laid him at the gate called beautiful. Daily, they would pick him up. Dress him. Set him down. Pick him up. Take him home. Undress him. Set him down his routine daily, over and over and over again. They laid him daily at the gate called beautiful. Every single day he ended up at the same, same spot. Every day he ends up at the exact same spot. See, when you got a same spot, like if you see people that are, out there hustling and doing stuff they got stuff around where their spot is you just notice it it's there you could probably tell that this man has been in his same spot he's got where he's within reach of what he needs and people that are going to the temple know who this man is uh, his name was called L- lame man wasn't even that important. He was just a lame man. And it's funny because, listen, I don't care who identifies you. God will identify you by your healing, not just the necessary things that you're dealing with right now, whether you have a name or or don't have a name. Laid him in the same spot. (laughs) When you do something every day, I don't know about you, but, like, if you do the same stuff every day, sometimes don't you forget what day it is? Like, you're doing the same kind of stuff each day, and you're at a point now, you're like, have you ever said this? Like, is it Tuesday? Or is it Wednesday? What day? Like, I think, like, during COVID 2020, I think it was more like like that. Because when everybody was not doing anything, it was just like, we just coming and we're going nowhere, you know, and just everything got mixed up. But when you're just doing life and you're doing the same stuff almost every day, you'll forget what day it is. And, and, and one of those days you're doing something that kind of gets you like it's like the next day. And there's times where I'm like, oh, man, it's Saturday night, man. I got to get and like, no, it's Friday night, Dad. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. You know, and, and you feel a little relief, but you, you come and go. You're like, is it Wednesday? Did you tell me it was Tuesday? It can't be. Today's Wednesday. And you're so stuck, and the reality is they laid him daily at a gate called beautiful every day ended in the same spot. Have you ever, church, had a life where you've landed at the same spot? And felt like you have landed at the same spot every day. Every day I feel like I'm at the same spot. I feel like I'm still at the same spot. And look, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you wore like a green shirt one day. You wore a a gold shirt, white shoes, black shoes. I don't care. But you end up in the same spot. No matter what your dress is. You might took a different job, but you're in the same spot you end up staying in the same spot. You meet a different person, a man or a woman, but you're still stuck in the same spot. You thought that by meeting somebody else was going to do it, but when you realize it, you're still stuck in the same spot, just with a different face. You're in the same spot daily. And when it's all said and done, We're plopped down in the same spot. When it's all said and done, he's plopped down in the same spot. Is it Sunday today? Every day looks the same. In the same spot. Is today Sunday? Yeah, it's got to be. I'm in the same spot. I've come to church doing the same thing. And we get so stuck sometimes. See, what happens is, is when every day looks the same, the lights start going out. Starts fading out. When every day looks the same, when every day looks the same, you cease to appreciate the morning. You cease to. Prime example, there's people that are not in this church this morning because they cease to appreciate it. I'm not, not trying to be I'm just being real about it this is what happens cease to appreciate it my gosh and, and then we tell ourselves "Well, what difference does it make what difference does it make this morning because it's just going to be like yesterday what difference is it going to make why should I be excited? I already know how this is gonna go. Carry me out, lay me in the same spot. I already know how this is gonna go. It's just gonna be the same old thing? Why, 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 why would I try? It's gonna be the same. I don't think I have any any anymore to give. I don't have to read anymore. I don't have to dress anymore. I don't have to prepare anymore. I'm not challenged by life anymore because daily I end up in the same spot. Why even try Because every time I do, I always find myself back in the same position. You see how excuses will choke you out? Because I always just end up back here again. Every time I just put it out there, they walk all over me. So I ain't doing that anymore. And you're back in the same position. I try and then it's this. I'll try to help my kids, and, and then it turns out it's just the same thing. Well, look, okay, i hit the brakes. One, you need to be their parent, not their best friend. <laughs> you should have been doing that a minute ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I get friendships start happening, but they start becoming adults, not at 18. That's crazy to think of an, a, a kid today is an adult at 18. Ah, I'll tell you who an adult is. Someone that's actually contributing, paying bills, and <laughs> so, so I don't. You might have to be up in your thirties, you know. What I mean? Like, you gotta get off that breast milk, it's whatever. Sorry, right, I better stop. Jesus, I'm gonna take a drink. Now, for real, this stuff's happening because what happens? We get back in the same cycle. It says, this ain't gonna change. Well some of the problem of the changes is what you have allowed in that scenario. Uh, we allow some of this to happen. Whew. Man, oh man. Woo! Come and set and end up plopping down at the same spot. Felt like that somebody's carried me to the same spot. I walk in and do the same thing and not get one thing done at the same spot. And my cycle is still, I'm trapped in a labyrinth in my mind. At the same spot. Wondering why nothing's going to change at the same spot. Because you have a split personality in this mind of yours. Saying one thing, saying another, saying another, saying another. It all has to come together. Under the authority of Jesus Christ. Nobody else plopped down at the same spot. He was in a routine. He came and was laid daily at the gate called beautiful. You keep hearing me say this. The gate is beautiful. Beautiful. The man's laying at a gate called beautiful, and it is beautiful. They said it was like 60 feet wide. Now that's a big gate. 60 feet wide, and some say it was made of gold, and others say of brass. It was a beautiful gate. It was designed to stand out. It was Absolutely amazing. An ugly problem at a beautiful place. This jacket's coming off. (laughs) And then the sweatshirt will come off. An ugly problem at a beautiful place. It was meant to stand out. Church, it's real simple. Have you ever had an ugly problem at a beautiful place? Have you ever had an ugly problem at a beautiful place? How can I be in a beautiful place and still have ugly problems? How can I ever look so beautiful on the outside and I got this ugly secret on the inside? How can it be such great times and bad times at the same time? Look at the contrast in his life. He was laid daily at a gate called beautiful. But his ugly problem is what stopped him from getting beyond the gate. Laid daily. At a gate called beautiful, but the ugly situation at hand couldn't get him past the gate. Gosh. What is a gate? A gate is access. Every day they laid him close to something he couldn't get into. I want to talk to some people in this room who, who are tired of just being close. Just You've just been close. I'm tired of being close. I'm tired of almost being delivered. I'm tired of almost getting a job. Almost falling in love. Almost got out. Almost got set free. Every day he almost got through the gate. He has laid there daily at a gate called Beautiful with an ugly problem. He lay daily at the place with access that he could not get into. He knew that gate from head to toe. He knew every piece of that gate. They laid him there daily. What else are you going to look at? He knew it and he could never walk into the gate. Never get to it. He laid there in a place he could not get into. Everybody else was going in. Everybody else was going in and out. But he was going near. They were going in, he went near. Just not enough to get in. Isn't it frustrating? When other people going in, and you just get to go near it, isn't it frustrating? You see people going into it, and you can't. It's 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 a frustrating thing. If I'm not going in, you're not going in. You ever feel like that? Well, if I can't go, you ain't going either. We're gonna sit out here and roast hot dogs. We're gonna sit here. And we're just gonna do whatever we do sitting here. If I can't go, you're not going too. Daily, just I'm frustrated. <laughs> what is those good? You know what? Why don't we just all sit down and why don't we all just look at this gate? See how pretty it is. That might work the first time, but after keep seeing people going in and out, it's going to get frustrating real quick. Well, if I can't go, you can't go. Who knows? And maybe maybe creates a disruption. To throw people off going in. Because I'll mess you all up. If I can't go, you can't go. I don't want to see you go in. I don't want to see anybody go in. Everybody just sit here with me. Just sit here with me. Have you not seen this stuff happen? Where people in their life... because? They're such at a place that it has actually stopped other people from going into where God's called them because they pulled back and setting where they are. There's a point to get up. And too many times people are stuck sitting with others, and here's the craziest part they're not disabled. I forgot why they were going to the gate in the first place. They got so consumed with somebody else's affair, they forgot what they were doing. I get turning the head. I get helping the needy. But if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to blur the lines and you're going to be the needy. Thank you. I appreciate that one clap. Because it was good. I know. Hey, I get it. It happens. I know. I, I've done it myself because you get so tied up, and then what do we do? We, we pet the situation, and the next thing you know, we're sitting down or weenie roasting, and we've not got up, and we're in a daze. Wait wait wait, 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 hold on, hold on. What's my real purpose here? Wait, wait, I forgot the whole purpose of being here seeking save the lost, seeing transformation, and helping them get up. Now I, somebody else got to help me up. I've sat too long, I can't feel my legs. Now I'm messed up. You see what I'm saying? We get so, it's not... Somebody could twist my words real quick on social media. It's fun. Um, Go ahead. Clickbait. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) But we get trapped super fast because you have to be led by the Spirit of God and know when God directs you, you have a purpose. But when your purpose gets so sucked into whatever their dysfunction is and you forget your purpose then you're just as dysfunctional as they are and nobody's getting out. Nobody's going through the gate. Then we're stuck. And why? We give an ex- Well, I was here to help. Good excuse. Well, why would you come in the first place? Uh, oh, I'm supposed to go to church. I haven't been for months. I was supposed to go to church. I'm supposed to be in the temple. Gosh, I've been out here for that long. And what does the enemy want to do? Is He's got a great job. All he wants to do is separate us and make things that look good. Ooh, that's a good scenario there. You'll be used by God. You have to know inside of your soul. It says even the elect will be deceived. Even disability will deceive you. It's not that somebody's not in a need. I'm saying you might be in need too if you don't get up with them or help them up then you have a problem just sit down look if I can't get in the gate we all can't get in let's you know let me tell you my story over and over let me tell you how many times have they told you the same story are we gonna have a different story now you know their story more and they know there's no remember no you were there remember now you got their story more than they got their story get up let's just sit down let's just all sit down and this could sound so lighthearted and like no, I don't care and I promise I do care but what I, what I keep finding out is people that, that, that are trying to walk this life out they're immature and they keep on following and staying back out through the gate they don't want to go through because they're like well I'm ministering out here I'm like cool have you got inside yet <laughs> and, and why no because of this this and this Oh, now there are excuses about God <laughs> how many excuses it's just the way I am that's just who I am that's a good excuse that's my truth that's even a better one and, and it doesn't matter what the scenario is that's what I believe so I'm going to do that what does God say about it though What does God say about the situation at hand? (sighs) I'm sweating. Jesus. I need a, I need an old, what is it? Yeah, but it was from the bank. (laughs) They were good at that. Gave you that little stick and, (laughs) and they were trying to act like they were just blessing you. They're like, look, we're promoting that business right there. Look at that. First National. You're acting like you're getting the Holy Ghost, and they're like, yes, 50 people just saw my business, you know? Anyway, sorry. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (sighs) And here's what they start saying. This is what what we start doing as an excuses, you know, because... We, we get to a place now that we're, it makes you think you're cursed because you can't get in. I'm cursed. It's just the way it is. It's always, clou- I mean, there's always a black cat and I, I walk under ladders and all these weird things that people deal with. And I, I'm just cursed. I mean, it's always going to be cloud. It's always this. And it's always cloudy on me. Thank God. Because I'm, I don't know how the Israelites would survive in the desert without that cloud. It's always this it's always that i'm just cursed so i wouldn't hang around me too long well you know i'll hang around you (laughs) and i get that i get that but some point somebody's got to get up or you're gonna be the next one looking for hey give him some money he needs some money you want to split that later he needs some money (laughs) you know i'm helping you (laughs) oh And we feel like we're cursed. And if we're not careful, we start to believe. We start to believe this very thing. Maybe it's not for me. This whole thing we're doing, maybe it's not for me. Maybe I'm not supposed to. Maybe I'm just not meant to be happy. Maybe I'm not meant to be loved because I've been so hurt so many times. Love is dysfunctional. It is blurred to me. Maybe I'm not meant to be loved. Maybe I'm just not supposed to be married. I've been single for so long. Maybe that's just not going to be a thing for me. Do you notice that, though, when you're dealing with relationships? Because they cannot find out who they are in Christ, so they try to find it from somebody else. And they bounce from relationship. you just just practicing divorce. Just keep bouncing. You bounce from relationship to relationship to relationship. And you keep doing this stuff. And you got to find out who you are in Christ without what everybody else in culture says. Preach you kid. Okay. Maybe I'm not supposed to have a good ministry. You know, I want to do ministry and I want to do... Maybe I'm not... Maybe... Maybe they're, they're not supposed to... Maybe I'm not supposed to be called to preach. I mean, they didn't use me to speak a a few times. Maybe I'm just not called to speak. Maybe I'm not supposed to be evangelizing. Maybe God didn't call me. Maybe God just, he just didn't call me. You know, you're called because, you know, I I get it. You're a pastor, you're called. Uh, Can I hit the brakes on a pastor's job to seek and save the lost of the world and the city and the community and your family? We're all called to do that. I don't care what position you hold as a job. You're called to seek and save the law. You're called to help bring Christ into that situation. Not my job. I'll help you. You're called to lead him in Christ. I'll help you. But it's your job. Just as much as it's my job. Well, you're the pastor and you are a human being too. We're called to do this together. Well, maybe God just didn't call me. We get stuck in this trap because we're stuck in a spot. And we give excuses on why we're still stuck. And anytime you don't go in, you give an excuse why you don't go in. You know, it, it just hurts to see other people going into what you only get to go near it hurts to see other people going in to what is so near and so excuses <laughs> excuses comfort incapacity when you have the lack of excuses comfort all that excuses comfort incapacity Incapacity, the physical or mental ability to do something or manage one's affair. But when you're not able to do certain things, your excuses comfort the reason why you don't do it. And so they become the huge excuse. Well, I, I, would, I would have been further, I would be further along, stuck, stuck. I would be further along if, if my mama hadn't have done that. I would be further along if my mama wouldn't have done I would be further along if, if I really would have known my father. I would be further along if I'd known my father. I would be further along if, if I'd known him. Excuses, comfort, incapacity. It's not my fault. They didn't help me. They didn't support me. They didn't love me. Excuses, comfort, and See, because it just hurts to see somebody else come from your neighborhood and go in. Or come from your household and go in and I can't go in. It it just hurts to see at church that somebody's doing ministry and I'm not able to do it yet. It it just hurts. I, I can't go in. They go through. And here's what's crazy they have gone through what they went through and made it. Other people. They made it. But I can't go in. Now you have a situation at hand. You have to comfort your incapacity with excuses. You comfort your incapacity with excuses of why you can't get up. Why you can't get in. Why it's sitting right in front of you. You can see it, but you're still not touching it. You're still not reaching it. I'll say this, church. The Lord wants me to tell you today that you're right there at the gate. The gate is the access of opportunities. I don't know about you, but that'll make me shout. And maybe not for you, because maybe you just don't know how that is even possible for you to go through that golden gate. That your life does not have to be a routine. It does not have to be normal. If you want more, you can have more. If you believe for more, guess what? You can get more. If you want abundant life, you can have abundant life. But when you make routine out of being miserable, when you make a routine out of complaining, What's so crazy? Some of y'all are so used to being dissatisfied and angry and frustrated that when someone says something nice, it, listen, you're so used to it that to a point when you finally say something nice, it scares the kids. <laughs> what, ha, but, hey, ma, mama just said something nice. Is everything Okay. Like you're so used to the dysfunction and arguing and everything you say is at a high volume and you're just like, yeah, okay. And mama's getting real nice and the kids are getting scared because mama don't do that. Something's wrong, mama's getting nice. Like it's so dysfunctional, but when mama gets nice, the kids get scared. That is a problem. (laughs) Uh Oh, mama's getting nice. Is happy unusual for you? It means that you are lame at the gate. (laughs) Say, look, don't get mad at me because I'm walking through the gate. I don't need you writing and hating and tweeting and whatever you're doing and snapping about me walking through the gate. Don't hate on me because I'm walking through. I'm walking through every gate God has for me. Anybody else? I'm walking through every gate God has for me. I'm not too old. I'm not too fat. I'm not too white. I don't care. I'm walking through it. I'm going to walk through it. And I'm going to walk with my head up because when God opens the door, there I go. I ain't got time to pity party over people that just don't want to get up. See, there's that whole difference. Well, I'm going to help you up. I'm going to help you up. and you feel guilty and then you're just stuck. And then there comes a time where you what do you have to do? You you have to get up cuz sir, ma'am, if you don't get up, I'm sorry, I got to go. And that's the truth. Now some of that could be so backwards, but please believe when Jesus was trying to call the 13th disciple, the rich young ruler, he chose not to get up. And he walked away with his head down. And what did Jesus do? Did he chase him and go sit with him and try to say, Look, man, Judas ain't going to get this right. Come on. (laughs) No. What did Jesus do? He had to go to the gate. It's not that we don't want to help people. But people have a choice. But you get bound in their choices. And then you're stuck too. And we give an excuse and say, Well, God... yeah, God... If God's going to bring me to a gate, I'm going in it. If you're going to open it, I'm going in it. It's just what it is. Amen? Amen. Woo. So routines Woo. Have been fraternized with religion. Basically, routine has been mingling with Religion. Religion has been going in and out, in and out, in and out, going in and out, throwing coins in the cup of routine daily. Religion, in and out, throwing coins in the cup of routine daily, 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 daily. So routine and religion have been going through this for years. Creating what we would probably call a worldly trinity. Routine religion and excuses. Put those three together. See what happens to you. You got a worldly trinity happening. Going through, throwing through the cup of routine. Every oh yeah, here's a nickel, here's the dime. I ain't got time. Whatever. Routine. Re Ah. You cannot I'm telling you right now religion has a stronghold in people's life religion has a strong hold in people's life routine mingling with religion And and what's crazy is they've been doing this for a while Going through this whole throwing a cup into the throwing a coin into the cup of uh, routine for years, for for years, which means you you can go to church for thirty five years and not be any better than where you were thirty five years ago, ten years ago. Going through the the routine of life, given too many excuses. You can argue, you can be arguing about who's going to sit where, who's going to sit in that chair, should we change the color of this, should that be a different thing, going through the routine of religion. And all you're expecting is a few coins in your cup. So routine and religion has been doing this for years. Through the motion, this worldly trinity just disrupting churches and people all across the land. And all of a sudden, here comes relationship. All of a sudden, here comes relationship coming to disrupt the routine. man The Bible says Peter and John we'll call Peter and John relationships it says Peter and John we're on the way to the temple we'll call them relationship because relationship always wears out religion It always steps over routine. And here comes relationship. Listen, church, I'm going to say it over your life. Relationship is coming your way, church. Twenty twenty, Relationship is coming your way. Amen? Watch this. It's around two or three years after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And here comes John, and here comes Peter, relationship, up to the temple. Why Peter and John? Why Peter and John? Why not Thomas and Bartholomew? Why not Matthew and Luke? Why not anybody else? Why Peter and John? Because every major place Jesus went and every major event that Jesus was a part of he always took Peter, James, and John. They had a relationship. When you have a relationship with Jesus, you learn to accept and expect something different every day of your life. Is there anybody in this room who's got a relationship with Jesus? Amen? Amen? You can be loud about it, don't whisper about it. We got too many people whispering. The world's real loud about their dysfunctions. But here comes relationship. Here it comes. If you would do more than show up at church on Sunday mornings, oh Jesus. You don't live (laughs) like a Christian until Sunday. And here's the problem. Because you don't live like a Christian until Sunday, you don't have a relationship with God. You've got a religion with church. (laughs) Until church gets in your Monday, until church gets in your Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're just religious. If you don't act like a Christian until you walk in these doors, you have a religion problem with just church. You're just religious. Because church should activate you daily. You are the church, Monday church, Tuesday church, all week church. If not, you're just a religious person. And if you point it out like, I can't stand religion, a lot of people say that. I get it. But if your life doesn't reflect Christ daily, you are religious. You are everything you can't stand. So please quit being a hypocrite and acting like you are. Just do the right thing. Man. (laughs) That's a, you know, I said it was going to get a little, uh, it's going to hurt. Because you've got to look deep inside and say, what is my daily life like? When I, when I talk to my other friends, do, does it re- reflect Christ? Do they seriously see Christ in me? Do they even know I'm a Christian? Because if not, I'm just a religious person on Sunday. Is it the truth? Yeah. And the truth will set you free if you accept it. Ooh, that's a lot to put in. The lame man is routine. He lays daily at the gate. The temple is religion. They had only dropped coins in his cup. Relationship walks up and says, silver and gold I do not have. Now watch this. Lame man, routine. Temple, religion. Relationship, I don't have silver and gold. He stands in front of a gold door. Relationship says, I'm not flashy, I'm not impressive, but I know who I am. Church, you got to get this. You ain't got to be flashy or impressive, but you got to know who you are in Christ. You ain't got to be flashy. Silver and gold, how much do you need, honey? I'm giving this much money to this homeless guy right here, so. You ain't got to be flashy, flaunting it. Standing at a gold gate, relationship. Silver and gold I don't have. I don't have it. I don't have silver. I don't have gold. But what I do have, I give to you. I know, sir, man, whoever, whoever will be this situation for your life. I know you're used to people dropping a little bit of silver in your cup. I know you're used to people dropping a little bit of gold in your cup but I got something better that will hit this cup that you've never experienced before. It will quench your thirst. It will change your life. What I have for you will transform that cup. Are you, church, expecting something better? Are you expecting something better? Are you still shaking the cup, still wanting something? That is a temporary fix. I don't know about you, but if God opened the door, I want to get up and go. <sighs> the omission is silver and gold. I ain't got that. He says, I got. Basically, what he's saying is, listen, I got to be beyond your realm of expectation. You've been functioning out of a lower expectation. So you have received on the level of your expectation. If you're expecting on the low end, you're going to receive on the low end. Why are you dumbing down this? Why aren't you expecting God to do exceedingly great, greater than we could even ask in your personal life? If I'm shaking a cup, that dang cup ain't big enough. Give me this. I'll shake this. And if that ain't going to work, give me a (laughs) barrel. And he's like, look, I got a 60-foot door just for it. Can you see it? Can you see the path I have for you? It's beautiful. And you're sitting in routine, thinking, I can't get through this. There's no way into this. And you're thinking that all the baggage you have isn't going to fit through a 60-foot door? A 60-foot door, church. You can fit a U-Haul through it. He wants you. They just don't know my story. I'm still stuck in whatever I'm dealing with. I can't even see myself getting on the other side. And unfortunately, if something doesn't change, you will die where you sit spiritually. And does anybody want that? Absolutely not. But people have choices. I believe if we're sitting here, and some of y'all have been sitting here, and spiritually sitting here, it can be a turnaround. This moment, no more excuses. No more. You're expecting to receive something. And here's what, let me give you a crazy reality. It's not even about them being broke. Silver and gold, I have not. It's not even about that. It's about a whole different dimension, a whole different deal. They would have not gone to the temple broke because giving was a part of their worship experience. They were too steep into their understanding of faith to come to church broke. It wasn't about being broke. It was about the dimension. You are expecting on a lower dimension. I didn't come to give you silver. I did not even come to give you gold. I didn't come to give you both. Because both won't fix your problem. Too many times people are stuck in their situation and think this little thing in their cup, whatever they can put in this cup is going to fix their problem. Your temporary fix isn't going to solve it. Only the blood of Jesus is going to heal it and solve it and transform it and do something new with it. And at the same time, it's going to cause you to do something else. Get up. Get in the gate. He says, I, I, it's not going to fix your problem. I will not give you What will not work? He says, silver and gold I have not, but what I do have I give you, he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Can I say something? We got to leave. I know. uh, Jesus. Do you realize they didn't even pray for the man? That goes against all of our protocols at church. We got a flag on the play, no prayer. (laughs) Now look, I'm all about prayer. Don't get me wrong. Because it talks about prayer and how two or three, and God's crazy with math anyway. And I'll talk about it some other time. Like one sends a thousand, two, ten thousand. That's some weird math, but it's cool. But like, like they didn't even pray. You know, let's join hands. They didn't pray. They didn't kneel down beside him. God, I hope, I hope you heal this man and his his lameness and uh, touch his mind and you know comfort him. He's been lame for so long. You know, I pray you just your will be done, God. On earth as it is in heaven, and if it's if, if it's up to you, it's up to you. It's yeah. We pray. We're believing, church. We're believing. You're trying to decipher me right now, it's fun. Uh, they didn't even pray. They didn't have no kind of prayer, or no kind of like a moment of prayer. Ew. They didn't pray at all. They didn't even talk to God about it. Not even talk to God. Hello? Hey, God, uh, what do you think? (laughs) They didn't even talk to God about it. (laughs) They didn't ask God to do anything. They didn't pray to him at all. They didn't talk to him at all. And here's what they did do. They spoke to his condition. That's what they did do. Hey, hey, look at me. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up. Well, how do you know I'm lame? i always be sitting here. How do you know I can't walk? You know, I'm just trying to, you know. Stimulus didn't come in this month. I don't know what they're doing, but whatever. <laughs> Taxes in February, but we'll, we'll get there. How do you know if I can't walk? Because what happens is, is when, you're, when you walk by the Spirit, the Spirit of God will direct you to speak truth as like a sword to go right into the soul of somebody. They spoke to the condition. And here's what's crazy. Let me show you why in a way they didn't pray. Because if you pray over it and it doesn't work, you can't blame God. (laughs) Well, I guess the Lord didn't hear my prayer. I guess the Lord's not willing. Maybe it's just not the right time. Maybe I didn't have enough faith. If you had more faith, they, they would be healed. Uh... They commanded his condition. I'm not saying don't pray. Please, don't get caught up in twists. They spoke to the circumstance and said, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Too many times we give excuses, church. I'm going to ask you to rise up. Don't walk out yet, but just rise up. Stand with me. Let me say the last part of this. Too many times we give the excuse. They spoke to the circumstance. And here's the thing. You know why people don't do it today? Why it's a trouble for people to speak directly to the circumstance today? Uh suppose it don't work. Suppose it's not, uh, you know, suppose it's not going to work. Excuse. You just said all that big stuff and suppose it don't work. Excuse. I'm not going to tell anybody that I'm going to get up because suppose it don't work excuse i'm not going to tell anybody i'm doing better because suppose it don't last excuse i'm not going to tell anybody i'm a christian because suppose that don't work excuse i'm going to start going to church but i'm not going to witness because suppose that don't work excuse I'm not going to command nothing I'm not even going to say I deserve better because suppose that don't work I'm not even going to say I need love because suppose that don't work I'm not even going to say I'm getting out of this mess I'm not commanding to get out of this mess because suppose that don't work excuse I'm not going to change my life because suppose they don't work. Excuse. I'm not going to do any of that because it might not work. Church, I don't know if that's you today, that you've lived off these excuses about things and it has caught you sitting at the gate that God has given you to walk through. You don't have to live like that anymore. You don't have to live on edge like that anymore. Well, that's how it was when I was a kid, so that's how it shaped my life. That's not you anymore. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. No more excuses. We declare war on excuses. We declare war. I'm, I'm just stuck. You're just lucky to see me today. No, I'll see you next time. If I don't, that's your excuse. But watch, I'm looking. You can do it. You can do all things. You can get up. Put the cup away. Quit grabbing the coins, your your answer's in front of you. No more excuses. No more excuses why you're in the situation you're in. You know how many people give excuses? And here's the craziest thing. A lot of people give excuses over the coins. Well, I can't do this because I get this much money. I can't make this decision because I won't receive this much money. Over money. And then people let their past and please hear my heart. I'm not saying what you went through is not even an important thing. It is your past, but if God has forgiven you as far as the east is from the west, can't you forgive you? He forgives you. But you don't know how bad it was. I know how bad it was for him when he climbed up on the hill for you. I know how bad it was. I've read how bad it was. But you don't have to. You don't have to sit down. You got any money? You got any? Can you give me some more love? I mean, I can only show love this way because that's all I've done because I've been... Molested, so I have to show it in a way that's kind of vulgar, but it's still attention. Anybody got drugs? I mean, because I find myself getting better when that happens. Anybody got that? Anybody got some kind of like happiness for me? Anybody? We're trying to fill the fill the void here. And and the reality is, is God said, get up. Get up. And what's crazy, he says, get up. He's like, he he don't even tell him to get up and go. You know, you need to go back and talk to your family. He's like, get up and go forward. Oh, guess what you've been looking at for so long? That gate that's been open, just waiting for you to get up. Get up. This is what he says. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody shout, rise up! up. Shout, rise up! up. And walk! walk. Look at your neighbor and say, Rise up! up. No, say it like you was yelling at me, rise up! up. Say "Walk." Walk. Walk. walk! I know we're saying it and it's loud and all that stuff, but I'm telling you, something has to hit the soul somewhere. Whatever situation you're in, church or online or whatever, rise up and walk. Well, I don't know if I can. Yes, you can. Rise up and walk. You can. You can. Quit being the lame person that is stuck in the same position. How many years... Because Facebook's so good at giving us all reminders that you've been in the same position. You know how you can tell sometimes? You can hide it all you want with these stupid filters that make you look cute. But you can see it all over your real face. (laughs) People say that. They put that post and they get that filter. Oh, you look so cute. No, you don't. That's not even you. makes you look stupid and animated. Where are you at? There you are. (laughs) You know what I mean? But we hide so much because we want it accepted so bad that we'll put something else over it just to make it look like it's me. I need the attention. I need to know that I'm beautiful. I need somebody to like it. Just get up. God's got you. We can't live in excuses anymore. How long have you been sitting in the spot? that you've been in I know church listen it's got to be exhausting it's got to be exhausting to be in a place that you've always been in and you try to do something and put yourself out there and you just know you're going to say it one more time it's just going to end up the same way I'm going to be back in the same spot what is God trying to say get up and walk what does walking do get you out of the spot just walk. Where am I going? I don't know. Just walk. Anywhere but here. That's where your mindset's got to get. I got to get anywhere but right here. I've sat here and sat here and sat here. Look, God's looking for a church to get up. Get up and walk. Not only in your personal self, but corporately. You know how many gifts and talents are in this room and you all sitting on it? That can transform this house? Get up and walk. Helping the kids. Help transform. Help paint something. Help do something. Get up and walk. If not, you come Sunday, and we love you, and we will love you, but know inside, I'm going to tell you a little secret, you're religious. (laughs) And I ain't afraid to say it, because it's got to match up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Do we make mistakes? Absolutely. We do. We do, but guess what? Don't get stuck in your mistake. Walk in. And guess what? You're going to walk right out of it and keep moving. I'm going to pray. And if you need prayer, um, we're going to pray with you. I'm going to say a prayer and you're free to go, but if you want prayer and you've, this is the thing, you've been stuck, you've been shaking that can, <laughs> your hands gripped. When I play the drums and I ain't played for a long time, I like got weird things happening. <laughs> I start stretching because I'm cramped. You don't even know how to release yourself. You're so tense from doing the same thing over and over, trying to get these results. Release it. Get up and walk. And he doesn't pray. He doesn't do anything. He just says, Look at me. And he just says, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And guess what happens? He has a choice to make get up and walk. Oh, I've known since I was a kid, a baby, since I can remember that somebody carried me. You're telling me I could get up and walk? I could have been doing that? I could have been doing that that long. What have I been doing? What have I been doing? We can't go back from the, what the past has brought us, and the past has done. But you can start today. And I promise you this, you live without excuse, you will go even further than what you are right now. But the moment you keep giving excuses and keep shaking that can, you will back yourself up to that spot you don't want to be at. And who wants that? Nobody wants that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Not at all. (sighs) Holy Spirit. That same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead. You said lives and dwells with us if we accepted who you are. Help us. God, forgive us for being stuck in a spot when we can get up. Forgive us for not taking our walk serious, not taking our health serious, not taking our relationship serious. Forgive us for the the excuses we keep giving ourselves because of what has happened to us. God, I don't need any more silver or gold. I don't need any more earthly possessions to make myself satisfied. I just want you, and you're enough because that same Spirit can raise us from the dead. That same spirit that raised you from the dead can spiritually raise us up right now and start walking this thing out. And you're so good, God, that we believe you can heal bodies that are conflicted today. You're that good. We love you. Have your way. Let this word go in and let it just marinate today, throughout the week until we meet again, and God, I pray that they find somebody that's in a spot and bring them back with them. In Jesus' name, amen.